In Christian theology, the events of the incarnation, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension are the key moments in Christ's earthly ministry. Each of these events tells us something specific about what God is up to in Jesus. The impact of the first three events, of the incarnation, of Christ's birth, of the crucifixion, his death on a cross, and of the resurrection, these, these events get the lion's share of attention. I think maybe it's because uh, we do a, a really good job of celebrating and recognizing these events throughout Christmas and uh, Lent and Holy Week. And in our tradition, the ascension is just not something uh, we particularly celebrate all that well. We don't devote a lot of time to celebrating it. But I think that it is absolutely crucial for our Christian life. There's a reason that the early Christians affirmed in the Apostles' Creed that Christ had not only risen from the dead, but that he had ascended to heaven. And so as we continue our Foundations series today, I invite you to affirm what it is we believe by saying together this creed with me. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This week, I asked the covenant staff to respond to the sentence, because of the ascension, blank. I wonder how you would respond to, to that prompt. What is possible because Christ is ascended into heaven. And trying to answer this question uh, for myself this week, I kept returning to a phrase and an image. The phrase uh, comes from the late theologian Ray Anderson, who uh, used to say in a way that only he could, that Jesus still does stuff. Jesus still does stuff. The ascension assures us that Jesus's ministry is not just something of the past, uh, last week during Holy Week, I was explaining to my sons, Thomas and Elliot, the events that led to Jesus's death and resurrection. And the storybook that I was using to uh, tell them this story, to explain these different events, uh, ended uh, with Jesus appearing to his disciples and the 40 days that they spent with him. And so when I, I went on to say that Jesus ascended into heaven after this time. And as a result, Jesus is here with us now to which my son, Elliot, who is admittedly going through a bit of a contrarian phase, which he obviously got from his mother, looked around and he said to me, Jesus isn't here, Daddy. <laughs> because I'm a model parent, I very gently reminded him that he was now a heretic. But his comment really stuck with me. 
it's easy to look around at the events of our world. It's easy to look at our own lives and think that Christ isn't actually here. I worry that one reason that we miss Christ's presence here and now is that we confine Jesus's ministry to the stories that we read in the Gospels. Jesus did this. He taught that. He forgave this person or healed this person. He performed that miracle. But Ray Anderson reminds us that the ascension means that Jesus still does stuff. He still encounters us. He still forgives us. He still heals us. Because of the ascension, Jesus is arguably able to do more stuff. One way to say it is that Jesus has not gone away, but that Jesus is more present to people in all places and all times. If Jesus had remained, the movement that later became the church that changed the world would have never left Galilee. Because of the ascension, we believe that Christ can make good on his promise to be present to us whenever we are gathered together with two or more in his name. Whenever you experience God in worship or in scripture or in prayer or in creation or in relationships with other people, in every act of service and every act of mercy and justice, you're experiencing the presence of the risen Christ. This is what Ray Anderson means when he says, Jesus still does stuff. The image that I kept returning to as I reflected upon the meaning of the ascension for us comes from Norman Rockwall's 1957 painting of St. Thomas, Fifth Ave. I came across this painting recently and I was so struck by it that I put a print of it in my office. The painting depicts a scene of a crowded New York City sidewalk filled with uh, people as they are on their way somewhere. As a minister places the final letters on the church marquee, the message reads, lift up thine eyes, which is a quote from Isaiah. As you can see, uh, Rockwell does everything he can to, to draw our eyes upward. The, the stairs, the arches, the, the birds, they're all meant to show everything that the passing crowd of people is missing because of their downward gaze. If this were painting in 2021, you might expect to see a cell phone in everyone's hands. Rockwell said that he was uh, showing uh, the America he knew and observed to others who might not have noticed. I think he captured a, a timeless and universal aspect of human nature. We're, we're just so prone to keep our eyes down on ourselves, on the concerns of the current moment, whether because we're in a hurry, uh, self-absorbed, or hiding in shame, or maybe because we just lack the faith to believe that God is real and active in the world. Which is to say that I think many of us go about our lives missing the larger purpose at work. We settle for a kind of what you see is what you get reality. Even the disciples who had just spent 40 days with the resurrected Jesus had their eyes so fixed on the urgent need to restore the kingdom to Israel that they missed the larger purpose of the kingdom of God. 
And so the last thing that Jesus invited his disciples to do was to lift up their eyes. And he invites us to lift up our eyes too, not because he lives in the clouds, but so that we too might see the larger purpose at work, so that we too might take our eyes off of ourselves, off of our own plans, our own anxieties, our own fears, our own urgent whatever, to him, to do more than what we're able to do with our own effort and in our own time. I don't think Jesus is being subtle with the way that he responds to the disciples. That's how the kingdom of God will arrive as we lift up our own eyes. The architecture of the church has for many centuries attempted to remind us of Christ's last invitation. Cathedrals and sanctuaries across the world are designed to to draw our eyes upward upon entering. The same is true for our sanctuary. When entering this place, you just can't help but lift your eyes up. Next week, when we begin to regather in this place after 13 months away, after such a long and difficult year, a year during which there were many reasons for us to to cast our eyes downward, to slump our shoulders, we will once again have the opportunity to lift our eyes. And when we do, may we be reminded of the grace and the glory of God who builds the kingdom and invites us to just bear witness to it. I can't think of a better reminder as we begin a new season in the life of this church. Though he is ascended, Jesus still does stuff. Lift up thine eyes. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.